All right, everyone, say good morning. Good morning, Zimmer. Hopefully, everybody had a, a beautiful and uplifting Yom Tiv. And it's a schos, Baruch Hashem, to dive back in. Not that we ever left, but it's a schos to dive back in now into Meseches. Yevam is really beautiful and incredible, overwhelmingly fantastic sugyas ahead of us. Well, first of all, behind us over the last couple of days and ahead of us over the next few days as well. Beginning by thanking our sponsors, to thank our Kamatora sponsors for the month of Nisan, Jerry and Abby Applebaum, for dedicating all the Shi'urim and Drushos this month. In memory of Basya Bas Chaim and Dave Ben Avram. Doctors Paul and Linda Weinberg for dedicating the Shurim in memory of Mordechai Yoshua Ben Paris Moshe Valea Miriam. Pauline Kathy Pollock in the Schuss of Rafur Shalema for Dana Baker Matson. Stephen Terry Zinn with gratitude to Hashem for their grandson Bunim Tzvi Hirsch Zinn. Naftali Tilson with Hakara Satov to his Chaver Benjamin Wall and Hakara Satov to the entire Shir and Avram and Shandy Kelman. Incarnation of the yard site of Sarah Braina Bas Yoshua Heshel. We hope that in the merit of our Tamil Torah, all of the Nishamas will have an Aliyah and the families a Nechama. And Abosi, with that, let us begin. Good. Chevron Zoom, you hear me all right still? Good. Excellent. Okay. So we'll say today's daf is Memchas. We are picking up in Mirat 48. We are in Mirat Session picking up on Mem Zayna with Bez. We're going to go back a little bit, even though again in the Shir yesterday, my, uh, my son Avram got a little bit onto already Memchas, some of the Aleph, Baruch Hashem. But let's, um, let's move back a little bit to Memzayin Amud Beis, 47b, just to go ahead and reframe the sugi a little bit. So as we're picking up three, six lines up from the bottom. Echad ger ve'echad eben m'shukhra. So remember again, the Gemara quoted from the Mishnah, and the Mishnah is the Bryce, excuse me. And the Bryce said, Echad ger ve'echad eben m'shukhra. Then I will say, what that made it sound like, what, are we, what, what were we talking about? Kabbalah's mitzvos. Right, that just like, just like a, a ger, just like a convert has to have a Kabbalah's mitzvahs, an acceptance of mitzvahs when he converts. So when an Eved, now remember again, just to be clear, we're talking about an Eved Kenani, a non-Jewish servant, a non-Jewish slave, who upon emancipation becomes free. Of course, upon emancipation becomes Jewish. So the interesting part, so what it sounds like over here that the Gemara is saying is that Allah Chalamaisa, just like a ger requires Kabbalah's mitzvot and acceptance of mitzvot, so too when an Evid becomes emancipated, in order for him to become fully Jewish, there must be an acceptance of mitzvot as well. So it says the Gemara Kasaka Daitchal Kabbalah of mitzvot. So again, kind of spoiled it a little bit, but again the Gemara says, you're telling me that means that I understand the ger. Right? I understand the gear. A person's converting. Obviously, in order to convert, you have to accept Yiddishkeit upon you. So we saw, again, the beautiful Gemara yesterday. How does a gear accept Yiddishkeit upon himself? Modion also, we tell him some of the kalos, some of the chamuros, the easier stuff, the harder stuff. He can't tell him everything. But Lamaisa gets enough to understand what it is that he's accepting. And halacha Lamaisa, he becomes Jewish. The Gemara says, I would assume that the same thing applies ultimately again to an Evid Meshachra. Is that true? So the Gemara says, or Minhu, so we'll say, take a look at Rashi for just a moment. Let me just finish for just a moment, just to show you how this process works. I purchase, I'm going to talk about this more. I purchase a non Jewish slave. I will say, you know, I was speaking about this with my boys as we were, you know, my, my, I was walking to the great Zuchos over, over Yamtiv. 
the to have you know first day Zantiv, my my daughter and my son were with us and my granddaughter we had four generations at the seder table which was such a such an incredible zechus I never never think about these things until you have them and then again second days my daughter and son-in-law were away I'm not upset I'm not upset I'm just saying okay it's fine it's fine it's fine everybody does what they have to do right so so we had three generations so I was walking to shul with my with my father and with my boys and we were talking about this how you know when we speak about a slave. So you got a slave. So especially again in, 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 in America, we have an understandably so when we speak about slavery, the association of course is with black slavery, right? Which of course was terrible, was horrible, was an abuse, abuse of the of the highest degree. So but so to a certain degree the word itself is tainted because it always has but understand the concept of slavery in Yiddishkeit, we've spoken about this many times, the Eved Kenani is an incredibly humane institution. In other words, there's a whole body of law that governs how you're supposed to go ahead and treat your slave. And if you has v'shalom abuse your slave, what happens if you abuse your slave? Right? So first of all, he's immediately taken away from you. That's number one. He's immediately emancipated. Plus, there could be other damages that an adam, that a master could be chayif for. So we often kind of gravitate towards the word of servitude, but I'm just going to use the word slave, but understand we never chas v'shalom condone or allow for a form of abusive slavery. It's a servitude. It's an indentured servitude. And yes, does the slave become the property of the owner? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, in no way does the owner have a right to go ahead and abuse another human being. Very important to understand. So we'll say, so I purchase, I purchase an Evid Kenani. What happens when I purchase him? Number one, Brismila. Number two, Tvila. He's immersed L'Shem Avdos. Immersed for the sake of servitude. Upon emancipation, there is another immersion, a second immersion. That immersion is L'shem Gerus, or L'shem Yados. What we're focusing on now is, when he does that second immersion, is there an obligation for Kabbalah's all mitzvos? Is it right? So he's going to the mikveh now, I'm emancipating him. He's about to become a full-fledged Jew. Do, do we have to go ahead and essentially go through a conversion process and tell him, oh, by the way, there's these mitzvos, there's that mitzvos, there's this, there's that, and does he have to accept it or not? Or not? That's what, we're, that's what we're driving at over here. So the Gemara says, so from the fact that the Gemara linked, uh, the fact that the Gemara linked a ger with an avid mushukhar, an emancipated servant, sounds like just like a ger has to have a willful acceptance of mitzvahs, so too the avid mushukhar has to have a willful acceptance of mitzvahs as well. Is that true? So the Gemara says, Raminu, when is this so beger? When is it that you require kabbalos or mitzvahs? That's with a convert. About the avid mushukhar, Ein tzarech lekabel. Rebbe say this is incredible. At the Evan Meshuchrar, ultimately, again, there is no kabbalas on mitzvahs required. In other words, look at Rashi. Aval ein tzarech, aval ever ein tzarech lekabel. B'shas shichrar, demishash shetovah l'shem avdos shayich b'mitzvos. Rebbe say, listen to this. It's very simple. Why is why is there no kabbalas on mitzvahs required for an Evan Meshuchrar for an emancipated slave? Why not? Because Rebbe say he's already in it. He's already in it. How is he already in it? How is he already in it? From his avdos. Remember again, from the moment you become an avid kenani, as we pointed out, you get a bris milah and you're immersed l'shem avdos. What happens when you become immersed l'shem avdos? What happens? We'll say, what's your status? What's your status? You're kind of quasi-Jewish. 
right? See, people only think that it's Hollywood celebrities who are part Jewish. It's not true, right? It's Hollywood celebrities and an Evid Kenani, right? Ultimately, no one else is, right? Either you're in or you're out, right? But Lamaisa, but Lamaisa, it's true, right? The Evid Kenani is part Jewish. So therefore, the Gemara says, you don't need a Kabbalah on this. Essentially, what ends up happening is, as soon as the Adon, as soon as the master emancipates him, he's fully Jewish. It's a def- it, in other words, it just automatically occurs. It's almost as if what happens is when he becomes an Eved, he acquires, he literally becomes part Jewish in that he's chayib mitzos, like a woman, like an Isha. Right? But the Tzad Avdos, the fact that he's a slave, prevents his full Judaic identity from devolving upon him. The moment the master emancipates him, and there is no longer a tzad avdus, an element of servitude there, the rest of his Judaic identity is free to devolve upon him. But Lamaisa, there's nothing else he has to do. There's no kabbalas on mitzvos, because once emancipation occurs, the full Judaic identity takes hold upon him. Shavos says, so we have a stira, so therefore we have a contradiction. So which one is it? Doesn't Eved, most of this is fascinating, doesn't Eved upon emancipation require Kabbalah's all mitzvos? Does he have to willingly and knowingly take upon himself the yoke of mitzvos? Or does his becoming Jewish, is it just a de facto state upon emancipation? To which the Gemara says, Amrav Shesha, it's not a contradiction. It's a machlokas, two different opinions. Watch this. Where does this come up? Torah speaks about the war bride. Person Jew goes out to war and he finds amongst the captives an attractive woman and he decides to go ahead and take her as a wife. So there is a whole process that she has to undergo. We're going to actually talk about it on the a little bit. What's the whole process? Part of the process is She has to mourn. She has to mourn for her parents for 30 days. For 30 days. So the Gemara Sabendra Amurim, when is this so that she has to undergo a protracted process? Ultimately, again, when she had, has not taken upon herself to convert. Let's say a man goes out to war, finds the war bride finds the war bride. The Torah presupposes that this woman, as we would assume, doesn't really want to be a war bride. So there's a process that occurs. What happens if he takes her, brings her home, she says, you know what? She smells the chalant, right? She sees the kishka, right? She says, wow, you know what? I, I want in. I want in. I'm ready to convert, right? I, I'd, I'd like to be part of this life. She says, right? She's ready to convert. What's that lacha? What's that lacha? The Gemara says, mat bilo See, I will say, there is a way to circumvent the entire Yifas Torah process. How do you circumvent it? How do you circumvent it? Conversion. Conversion. If she chooses to actively convert, then the, I will say, I just, I just have to recognize, I think Jeremy Lassen is driving home from Orlando, listening to the daf. This is mamish, like, now we've got everything. We've got en route from Orlando, Eretz Yisrael, ah, mamish, okay. I will say, it's a power of Torah. Wherever you're coming from, whatever you're doing. Baruch Hashem, you could always learn. Incredible. All right, so think, Jeremy, please be careful, by the way, because these are really good sugyas. Don't get too distracted. So, 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 so the Gemara goes right there. So the Gemara says, you can go ahead and by, bypass the entire process by going ahead, by going ahead and effectively converting her. So the Rabbi Shimon Allah say, now remember again, we're, conversion, conversion by definition requires what? A willful acceptance. Kabbalah Islam, Omar, Omitzos. Rabbi Shimon Allah Omar, Afa Pishalok Kibla Leah, 
Kofa umatbila the shame shifros, the choser umatbila the shame shikhrer, umishachrera, umotter bamiyad. Well, this is a little bit wild. The Shimon Allah says, there's actually something else you could do. Remember, this is an non-Jewish woman. Take her as a shifcha. Take her as a maidservant. Take her as a maidservant. A shifcha kinanis. Right? Now, well, say, remember again. Take her as a, what do you do for a shifcha kinanis? Right? Same thing, same thing you do for an evet kinani. What do you do? You go ahead and you take them to the mikvah. So immerse her. L'shem avdos. Okay, now she's your shifcha kinanis. What can you do right afterwards? Emancipate her. And immediately upon emancipation, she becomes a full-fledged Jew, and halacha is permitted to marry her. The rabbis say, what's happening over here is as follows. According to the rabbanon, the rabbanon say, there is a way to, bypre- to bypass the, the fast Torah process, but what does it require? What does it require? Her consent. Because lemaisa, again, she could convert, but obviously conversion has to be a willing process. You can't convert a person against their will. Reb Shunavazah says there actually is a way to make a person Jewish against their will. It's a bit more of a circuitous route, but how do you do it? You go ahead and you, first of all, conscript them into servitude, right? Because, right, I make the Yafas Torah into a shifra, into a shifra, so immersion for shifras, then emancipate her, then a second immersion, l'shem yadus, l'shem yiddishkeit, and she's Jewish. There was Kriyat Reb Shunavazah, what don't you require again upon emancipation? Consent. So you see Rebbe say over here that there's a machlokas about the immersion in a mikvah, the immersion in a mikvah, ultimately, again, when a, when, a, when a slave is emancipated, does that immersion require a kabbalas all mitzvos or not? Does it require ultimately acceptance of mitzvos? The Rabbanon will say yes. Rabbi Shimon Al-Lazar says no. And the machlokas plays that by Fasr Rebbe say, I just want to say, I know you know this. Please understand when the Gemara highlights these cases, in no way is the Gemara saying that these are good ideas. Right? These are terrible ideas. Every single one of these, Yifas Torah, taking the war bride, is a terrible idea. Right? Remember again, the proof to that is, remember, what comes right after the section of the war bride? Ben Sorer Umora. The Rebbe Yisrael will say, these are all terrible ideas. Remember again, but, so there's whole reasons why the Torah allows it, but again, even just this, this whole notion so, but remember, Gimara Rabosai is an exercise often is in what is possible. Sometimes if you want to go ahead and understand the full legality of something or the full spectrum of your legal options, you have to go ahead and explore the most extreme cases. So the Gimara is dealing in legally what can be done. But the Gimara in no way is giving its stempel, right? Is giving its seal and approval and saying, hey, this is a good idea, bad idea, bad idea written all over this stuff. But, but Lamaisa, it's still possible. But I will say, but for our purposes, what do you see from here? It's incredible. We have a fundamental machlokas. I have an Evid Ivri. I have an Evid Ivri or Shifra Kinanis. I'm oh, sorry, an Evid Kinani or Shifra Kinanis, a non Jewish slave. So I took them. When I acquired them, there was an immersion for the purpose of others, for the purpose of servitude. They become, well, call it quasi Jewish, chayven certain mitzvos. Now I'm going to emancipate them. There's another immersion for the sake of emancipation. Is there a requirement for a Kabbalah's on mitzvos when the slave is emancipated? Machlokes. Roshim and Allah says, no. The Rabbanon say yes. It's huge. Let's say upon emancipation, the slave says, I don't want to be Jewish. According to Roshim and Allah, what do we say to him? Who cares? You're in. 
You're in. Too bad. Right? We immerse you. You're in. You're Jewish. According to the Rabbanon, if he says he doesn't want to be Jewish, he's emancipated, but he's not Jewish. Now, what his status is, we'll discuss. Good. So it says the Gemara top of Memchas, Amar Rava, my time, the Rabbi Lazar. What is Rabbi Shemin Lazar's logic? That he says that there's no Kabbalah's al mitzvah that is required. Dirsiv, listen to this. Kol Eved Ish Miknas Kasef. Now, let's say, listen to this. Let's say, Karban Pesach. It is, it, is, it is absolutely incredible. Isruchag, Isruchag al Yom Tchashparach, who does not want us to leave Yom Tiv so quickly. So the Pasuk says, if you have an Eved Ish, the Eved of a man, Miknas Kasef, who is acquired to you, Umalta also, Pasuk you should circumcise him, Az Yochabo, then he could eat. Shabbos Ha'aloch HaLamaisa, in order for your Avadim to partake of carbon Pesach, they have to be cir- circumcised. Shabbos say, isn't this incredible? Seven and a half year cycle. Isruchag of Pesach, Right, we have a pasuk about consumption of carbon pesach. Incredible. So call evet ish the miknas kasef. So both of the gemara says, what do you mean evet ish? What what does that phrase mean evet ish? The servant of a man below evet isha, and it doesn't apply to a servant to a slave owned by a woman. Ela evet ish ata mal bal karcho viatamal ben ish bal karcho. Rather, both of the gemara says like this. What does it mean? You could circumcise an evet ish. If you own an Eved Kenani, you could circumcise him against his will. You could circumcise him against his will. Right? We'll say, who can't you circumcise against their will? So, Iatamal Ben Ish. So, we'll say, it's interesting over here. The second Girsa of Rashi says that Ben Ish refers to, let's say a man converts. A man is converting. Nanju is converting. And he has a son. And he wants his son to convert as well. Only one problem. Only one problem, which is the son is uninterested. You don't, you cannot forcibly circumcise the son of a convert, even though the convert wants his son to convert along with him, right? But I will say, but who can you, who can you go ahead and circumcise against his will? Your Eved Kenani. Your Eved Kenani. So the fact that Rabbi Shimon Al-Lazar holds that Halacha Lama you could circumcise the Eved against his will indicates to us that every process of, we'll call it the Judaization of the Eved, can be done against his will. So whether it's the Mila L'Shem Avdos, whether it's the immersion, or upon emancipation, the fact that he becomes Jewish does not require his consent. Rabbanon will say no. Rabbanon will say like, Ula, no, no, no. You can't circumcise anyone against their will. Right? We don't circumcise people against their will. Both say, now we'll talk about, so what do you do with an Eved Kenani who refuses to be circumcised? We'll talk about that. Right? But Lamaisa, the Rabbanon say, we never forcibly circumcise anyone. So Lamaisa, again, the same way that the son of the convert requires his consent for circumcision, so too even your Eved Kenani requires his consent for circumcision. I ish. But what do you do with the phrase kol Eved Ish? That's required for Shmuel. Say, what does Shmuel say? Dumber Shmuel. Hamafkir avdots yatzalacherus vein sarach get shichra. But it's an interesting case. If you go ahead and you make your evet hefker, let's say I own an evet kenani, I make my evet hefker. Evet is ownerless. Ownerless. I will say what's that lacha? He's ownerless, and you don't require get shichra. I will say get shichra is a document of emancipation. 
So normally, when you free your Eved, you write a document of emancipation. So the Gemara says, if you make your Eved Hefker, relinquish all ownership rights, you don't require a get Shekhar. How do you know that? Shneemar, called Eved Ish Miknas Kasef. Ultimately, the Pasuk says, any Eved Ish who is acquired by money, Eved Ish, Shalom Eved Isha, what does it only apply to an Eved owned by a man, not to an Eved owned by a woman? Ela Eved Shiyish Lo Rishus Lerabo Alav Karoi Eved. Interestingly enough, the only time your Eved is called your Eved is when? Miknas Kaspo. Ultimately, again, when your Eved, right? Miknas Kasef, sorry. When you own the Eved, when you, when, you, when you own the Eved, that's when it's called your Eved. But if you relinquish your rights over your Eved, then what? He's no longer your Eved. And even though you have not written a document of emancipation, he is no longer your slave. So I will say, so I just want to point out, we're still left with our fundamental machlokas. Rabbi Shimon Lazar and the Rabban. I will say, going back, we're focused on a very specific case. I'm emancipating my Eved Kenani. Right? So I will say, so remember again, do we treat essentially an emancipated Eved Kenani like a ger, like a convert? And say, just like a convert requires Kabbalah's own mitzvot, must accept, willingly accept mitzvot. So, so too an Eved Kenani who's being emancipated must willingly accept mitzvot. Did Abanan say yes? Rabbi Shurana Lazar says no. All you need to do is immerse him. And once you immerse him, right, ready or not, here we go, you accept it, you don't accept it, you're Jewish. You're Jewish. So, we'll say that's my focus. Maskev, Papa, Amor, Dishamus, Leder, Abanan, Bifas, Tawar, Delo, Sheikh, Eben, Mitzvot. I will say maybe the Rabbanon only hold their position by a fast Maybe they hold that it's only by a fast that Allah saw you can't really have a forced conversion. Can't have a forced conversion. Ultimately, again, because she's really not in the parsha of mitzvahs at all. Aval Evid is Shaykh the mitzvahs, but I will say an Evid Kenani is different. Why is an Evid Kenani different? Because Lamaisa, an Evid Kenani, is already partially Jewish. So maybe even the Rabbanon would agree that upon emancipation of the Eved, he doesn't require Kabbalah's al mitzvos because Lamaisi is already quasi-Jewish. To which the Gemara says, the Rabbanon modu, Tisanya, Echad Ger, Ve'echad Lokeach Eved Mina Oved Kochavim, Tzarech Lekabel. Because what do you see from here? Whether it's a Ger person who's converting, or a person who purchases a non-Jewish slave from an Oved Kochavim, from a non-Jew, Tzarech Lekabel, requires Kabbalah's al mitzvos. What do you see from here? Halokeach mi Yisrael, if you were to purchase an Eved Kenani from another Jew, ain tzarech lekabel. One would not require kabbalos on mitzvos. One would not require kabbalos on mitzvos. Why not? Because lemaisa again, because lemaisa again, halokha lemaisa, that person is already quasi-Jewish. To which the Gemara says, money, whose opinion does that reflect? E Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar, if it's Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar, ha'amar tzarech, ha'amar lokeach mina oved kochavim, nami in tzarech lekabel, both say, if it's Rabbi Shimon Al-Azhar, Rabbi Shimon Al-Azhar holds that in general, an Eved never requires Kabbalah's omisos, even if you're purchasing it from a non-Jew. Elalav Rabbanon. Rather, it must be from the Rabbanon. It must be the position of the Rabbanon. Ushmamino, delokeach mina ovid kochavim tzarech lekabel. It is only when one goes ahead and purchases an Eved from a non-Jew, where that person is totally not Jewish, right? No shaykh has Yiddishkeit, that there has to be some quasi-level of Kabbalah's mitzvos. Avalokeach mi Yisrael. But ultimately, if you're purchasing from another Jew, ain tzarech lekabel. There is no need for Kabbalah's mitzvos. 
To which the Gemara says, I, ve'ela kashio, echad ger ve'echad evin m'shokron. I, but what about the kashio we started with? Where the Bryce seems to lump together ger and evin m'shokron. And I will say, when you're doing that, that makes it sound like that's what? Just like a ger requires kabbalos o mitzvos, so too does an evin m'shokron require one. Kitanya hahi le'inyan tevilo. Oh, I will say, when is that mentioned? Like, kitanya le'inyan tevilo, Tanya. That's ultimately mentioned by the purposes of immersion. And we'll say, what does that mean? Take a look at Rashi. Linyan Tvila. Rashi says, Sheshneim Shavim Tvila, Shetzichem Litbo, Kishabayim Leklad Yisrael Gomer. And we'll say, listen to this. Where is there a comparison between Eved Kanani and the Ger that both in Eved Kanani and the Ger require immersion in a mikvah to go ahead and finalize and cement their Judaic status? About, so we'll say, Salach Lamaisa, right? We spoke about this yesterday. What do you need for Gerus? What do you need for Gerus? Mila, Tvila. What do you need for Avdos? Sure, the same thing. Mila and Tvila. The difference by an Eved is there's going to be two Tvilas. Right? The first Tvila is when? When? When it becomes an Eved. And the second Tvila is when? Upon emancipation. Excellent. Rashi says, Avala'inyan Kabbalah lo hishvu. Now we'll say, for Kabbalah, Samitzvos, an Eved and a Ger are not the same. The Eved ain't sarach lekabel b'shas Tvilas shichra. Because we'll say the way the Gemara seems to be coming out of here is that Allah Lamaisa, the only comparison between an Ebed, between an Ebed ultimately again and a and a Ger, is that they both require immersion in a mikvah. But unlike a Ger who requires Kabbalas al mitzvos, an active and willful acceptance of mitzvos, an Ebed does not require that. So we'll say, how do we paskin? Because this is really incredibly important. How do we paskin? So listen to this. Halacha lamaisa. So the Rambam, the Rambam in Hilchos Isrebia, Parak Yud Gimel Halachid Aleph says as follows. He says, Kish, he goes through in Yud Aleph and Yud Base. He goes through the whole process over here about how you have to immerse the Eved l'shem avdus. So we write, we go ahead and we immerse in l'shem avdus. So also we had this daf. Remember. Two days ago, two days ago, we spoke about that you have to immerse the Eved, the Shem Abdus. Of course, remember again, the Eved could pull a fast one, right? What's the fast one he could pull? When immersing, what could he do? He could pull shtick. What, what could he do? Right? He could go ahead and immerse for the sake of becoming a Jew, right? In which case, he's no longer an Eved, he's a free man. Right? Remember, we got to the whole thing over that's when you immerse him, you have to be careful to immerse him in a way that reflects servitude. Okay, what about when you emancipate him? Listen to this. So the Ramam writes, when you emancipate the Eved, you have to immerse him again in the presence of three. Why the presence of three? Three is a Beisdin. Because what's happening now when he, when he immerses, when he, when he becomes emancipated and immersed, what's happening? Essentially, it's a conversion. He's becoming Jewish. There is no need for Kabbalah Samitzvos when he does this second conversion. Shekvar hodi'uhu kishatavah l'shem avdus. I will say this is fascinating. The Rambam says, the Rambam says that when we immerse him for the sake of avdus, we already tell him about Yiddishkeit then. We tell him about the mitzvahs he's obligated to. We speak about the basic tenets of faith. So that was done when he was immersed l'shem avdus. When you immerse him a second time upon emancipation, 
and he becomes Jewish, there is no Kabbalah's Hamisos. Rabbi says, Salach Lamaisa, we passkin like Rabbi Shimon Alazar, that upon it, there has to be a second immersion upon emancipation, and it's that immersion that essentially solidifies his conversion, but there is no need for any willful acceptance of mitzvos. Incredible. Rabbi says, let's go back there. Tanrabanon. So we'll say, we mentioned Yifas Toar before. We mentioned Yifas Toar before, the war bride. So the more now goes weiter. So Tanrabanon. Vigilcha es Rosha Vaasasi Parneha. So literally translated, we say, remember again, you take this war bride into your home. And what does the Torah say? Vigilcha es Rosha. And we'll say, Gilcha es Rosha means she shaves her head. Vigilcha es Siparneha. And we'll say, Vigilcha es Siparneha literally means, Vigilcha, excuse me, Vigilcha means what? She'll do. Right? She'll do her nails. Now, can't mean she's going to do her nails. Right? So what, what, what does it mean? So Rabbi Lazar Omer Taklos. Rabbi Lazar says she has to cut off her nails. Rabbi Akiva Omer Tagdil. She lets her nails grow. She lets her, lets her nails grow. So the Gemara says, Amr Rabbi Lazar, Namra Asiya Barosh Venamra Asiya Betsebar Naim. So Rabbi Eliezer will say, it says Asiya by her hair and Asiya by her nails. Just like by her hair, she removes her hair. Afkan Ha'avara. So to here, she removes her nails. So Rabbi Akiva Omer Neemar Asiya Berosh Neemar Asiya B'Tzibarnaim Malahalon Nivol Just like by the hair Rabbi will say What's the point of removing the hair? To make her look unattractive Afkan Nivol So to the goal of the nails Is to make her look unattractive So you allow the nails to grow In an unkempt fashion In order to make her look unattractive The Digimara says V'rayil Adiv Rabbi Eliezer So Rabbi will say There's a proof to Rabbi Eliezer Who says that it's removal of the nails Umipiboshes Ben Shol Yorod Kras Hamelech the son of Shaul came to me, David HaMelech, Lo Asa Esraglov, Velo Sifamo. He did not do his, his literally again his feet, nor did, he, nor did he do his mustache. So we'll say, by the mustache we know it means that what he did not trim his mustache. And it also means he didn't trim his toenails. So I will say, yeah, interesting enough, because remember they're wearing sandals, open toe shoes. So if you don't cut your toenails, that's a lack of respect as well. So my asiya ha'avara. So I will say, ultimately again, you see it's ha'avara. So I'll just point out, the way the Rabbah Paskins is actually like Rabbi Akiva, that Allah HaLamaisa, astas siparneha means she lets her nails grow. She lets her nails grow. Okay. Tan Rabbana. So we'll say a little bit more about Meifas Toar. So we'll say, by the way, the whole point, just by the war bride, I'm, again, I'm assuming people, remember, the whole point is, we don't want the soldier to marry this woman. Right? So again, in war, she looks all beautiful. She looks attractive. Remember, again, also at war, passions are at a high. So we don't want him to marry this woman. This is not a good idea. So ultimately, fine. You, you want to marry her, bring her to your home. Let her mourn for her family for 30 days. Let her cut her hair. Let her let her nails grow wild. Let's see ultimately how attractive you still find her. Hopefully, again, the soldier will come to his senses and send this woman on her way. So the Pazik says, Turn around on she will cry for her mother and her father, Ahmed Beis, Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Aviha Zu Aviha Mamish. So we'll say, who's her mother and father? So Rabbi Eliezer says, Aviha literally means her father. Her rumors that she takes 30 days to mourn for her parents. So, Ima, Ima Mamish. Rabbi Akiva Omer, no. Aviha mi Ima Zu Avodas Kochavim. Rabbi Akiva says, no, her father and mother don't mean her father and mother. What does it mean? Idolatry. Idolatry. I will say she mourns her way of life that is no that is now lost to her. I will say which is such an incredible yisod. So the Gemara says essentially the Torah says to the soldier, you know, you took this woman as a captive, right? She did not come with you willingly, right? But Lamaisa, you took her as a captive. 
you have to have the dignity to at least allow her the time to mourn for that which she's lost. So what, what, what is she mourning for? According to Rabbi Eliezer, she's mourning for her family. According to Rabbi Akiva, she's mourning for her culture, for her theology, for Rabbi Abel Omer, Omrim Le'etz Avi Ata. Yarech Yamim. Shabbos says she mourns Yarech Yamim. What's Yarech Yamim? So Yarech Shloshim Yom. 30 days. 30 days. Rabbi Shimon Elazar Omer, Tishim Yom. It actually is 90 days. How do you know this? Because Yarech is 30 Shloshim Yom. Right? Yarech Shloshim. Right? Yarech Shloshim. Yomim. Shloshim, the Acharekain Shloshim. So I say, so, that, so it's interesting that here Reb Shimon Alazar is kind of breaking up the phrase into three pieces, right? He says ultimately again, Yerech is thirty, Yomim is thirty, and Acharekain afterwards is another thirty. So thirty plus thirty plus thirty is ninety. I'm asking the Rabbina Ema Yerech Shloshim. If that's the case, say Yerech is thirty, Yomim is thirty, the Acharekain, and afterwards Kihani. Maybe Acharekin means like the previous two. So maybe at the end of the day, it's 30, 30. And then Acharekin means another 60. It's 120 days that she should mourn Kasha. Ultimately, again, there's a good Kasha. Well, so again, Rambam Paskins, Halacha Lamaisa, 30 days. 30 days, good. Tana Avadam. So we'll say now back to Avadam. We had a little, little commercial with Yifas Tawar. Now back to Avadam. Here we go. So we'll say, remember I mentioned this before? So remember again, what, do you, we, we, what we did speak about before I will say is, as much as interestingly enough upon emancipation, right, how do we pass him? Does an Evan need Kabbalah Samitzos? Does he need Kabbalah Samitzos? No. Right, so essentially upon emancipation, he becomes Jewish whether he wants to or not. We immerse him, and Allah Almighty he becomes Jewish. The one thing we did see is what don't we forcibly do? What don't we forcibly do? Brismillah. Right? We don't circumcise people against their will, even avadim. Okay, so what do you do with an Eved that does not want to be circumcised? Because also remember again, there's a problem with me having an Eved who's not circumcised. What's the problem? Having uncircumcised avadim could prevent me from doing certain things. For example, I can't eat carbon Pesach if I have members of my household who are uncircumcised. So what do you do with a recalcitrant Evan who doesn't want circumcision? Terrible say, by the way, you could also totally see this happening, right? Can you imagine you go ahead, you purchase your, 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 your Evan Kanani, welcome to the family, we're happy to have you. Here's a list, you know, here's, here's, the, here's the guidebook, right? You know, here's what we do, how's the dinner's at six, by the way, you need to be circumcised, right? See, right, you, 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 you can imagine the guys, what, 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 was that, what was that last part? I heard dinner at six, I heard dinner at six. What, what, what was that other part? Yeah, so, so, so you, you, you could see, you could see, by the way, how the Eved would be a bit reticent to do this. So what do, what do you do with an Eved who is unwilling to go ahead and have bris milo? So turn around, so what's the advice it says? You're allowed to go ahead and maintain, you're allowed to, you're allowed to maintain avadim who are uncircumcised. Divi Rabbi Shmuel. These words Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Kiva Omer in Mekayim. Rabbi Akiva says, no, you are not permitted to go ahead and maintain in your household uncircumcised Avadim. What, what do you mean you don't maintain them? What do you do with them? What do you do with them? Yeah, sell them. Well, you, you, can, you can't let them go. You can't let them go. You can just sell them. You can sell them. Amr Yishmael, Harayu Omer, Vayinafesh Ben Amasecha. So I'll say the passage that Gemara is quoting over here is as follows. Sheishes Yomim, Tasem Amasecha. Shabbos, six days you should work. The seventh day you should rest. 
למען ינוח שורך וחמורך וינופש וינופש בן עמוסך והגר. And literally again, also who should rest? בן עמוסך, the son of your servant. אמר לסדר גמר סס, הרי הוא אומר, וינופש בן עמוסך, בן עמוסך, listen to this, אמר לי, בלוקח, I'm sorry, I'm not, Now listen to this. Take a look at Rashi. Second line from the top. We're going to see Rabbi Shmuel holds that this Pasek is talking about an uncircumcised Eved. An uncircumcised Eved. So Rabbi Shmuel will say, you see from here, the Torah is telling you that even your uncircumcised Eved can't work on Shabbos. Rabbi will say, what does that show? What does that show? That you can maintain an uncircumcised Eved in your household. Amalei said, no, no, that's not a good raya. Belokeh Eved ben Ashmashas for lohispik lamola kasamadaber. That's talking about, Rabbi will say, when can you maintain an uncircumcised Eved in your household? When? You bought the Eved right before Shabbos. Right before Shabbos. So there wasn't a chance to what? There wasn't a chance to go ahead and circumcise him before Shabbos. That's the case. There wasn't a chance to circumcise him. But otherwise, Stam, you're not allowed to go ahead and maintain an uncircumcised David. Bikuli Alma, Nihas, Vainafish Ben Amascha, Bevin Arak Siv. Suppose it sounds like everyone agrees that the phrase of Vainafish Ben Amascha is talking about an uncircumcised David. How do you know that? Right? How do you know that that's possible to an uncircumcised Eved? So the Torah says that even your uncircumcised Eved has to go ahead and rest on Shabbos. How do you know that it's talking about an uncircumcised Eved? Ronald was both like, Ben Amascha just means what? Just means what? The son of your maidservant, your Eved. How do you know it's from an uncircumcised Eved? So the Gemara says, you say it's talking about an uncircumcised Evan. I maybe it's talking about a circumcised Evan. Kishu Omer Lamanyanuach Abducha Vaamaska Kamocha Hari Evan Mo. Supposedly there's another Pasik. When the Pasik says that your Evan has to rest, that's talking about an Evan who's like you. Just like you're circumcised, so to your Evan is circumcised. So we'll say, what is the additional phrase of Ben Amascha come to teach us? They both say that extra phrase of the Eved, the son of your maidservant, that must be coming to talk about an uncircumcised Eved. So you know, it says, What does it mean, the Ger? Zeger Toshav. They both say this refers to a Ger Toshav. They both say, What's a Ger Toshav? Take a look at Rashi. Ger Toshav. Shekibel Alov Shelo Lavor Avodas Kochavim. They both say, Ger Toshav is a Gentile. It's a non-Jew who lives amongst Jews who has repudiated idolatry, right? He doesn't, in other words, he's a monotheist. He's a monotheist. He believes in Hashem, but at the end of the day, va'ochel nevelos, but he still eats non-kosher, right? Va'ochel nevelos, ve'ezhiru ha'kasev ala Shabbos, demechalo lasa Shabbos ka'ovid avodos kochadon. And I will say, this is actually quite fascinating. So the Gemara says, the ger, so what's this, so just this is what's happening over here. So the Gemara understands that when the Pasuk says, that the son of your servant will rest on Shabbos, 
The Gemara is understanding that that is a reference to an uncircumcised Eved. Because since the Torah already says elsewhere, that your son, sorry, that your servant will rest, that's talking about a circumcised servant. Ben Amascha is talking about an uncircumcised Eved. So you see from here you're allowed to maintain an uncircumcised Eved. Okay. So the Gemara is not going through the rest of the Pasuk. When it says Ger, the Ger who was with you should also rest. Who's the Ger Toshav? So the Gemara says the Ger Toshav is a, is a guy. He's a non-Jew who has repudiated idolatry and ultimately again observed Shabbos. Now Rashi says, why is he observing Shabbos? So Rashi says, because the Gemara says, we know that whoever violates Shabbos, it's as if you worship idolatry. Right? The violation of Shabbos is in and of itself a, rep- a repudiation of God. Just like idolatry is a repudiation of God. So therefore the Ger Toshav, who repudiates idolatry, observes Shabbos. Tosis has a major problem on this. When I just says Tosav Zeger Toshav says that doesn't make any sense, right? Because the said Aloch is actually a non-Jew is not permitted to observe Shabbos, right? The say when a person is studying for conversion and is in the process of converting, so they keep Shabbos. So the Aloch is they're supposed to do one thing to be Mechal Shabbos because Shabbos is a unique covenantal sign between Hakadosh Baruch Hu and Klal Yisrael. So Tosa says it's talking about the idea that this ger, this ger toshav, should not do malacha for a Jew on Shabbos. That's what it's referring to. Okay, in any event, ger toshav. Atomer said ger toshav. Oh, ain't it a ger tzedek? How do you know that it means a ger toshav? Maybe it means a ger tzedek. I will say, what's a ger tzedek? Ger tzedek is ger tzedek is a, is a convert. It's a regular convert. Kishu Omer the ger chashabisharecha the ger who lives in your midst harei ger tzedek Omer. That refers to regular convert. So what's that? The point of here seems to come out from this exchange. What's our takeaway? Remember, we had a machlokes. What do you do with an Eved who refuses to be circumcised? Rabbi Ishmael says, you're allowed to maintain him in your, in, your, in, your, in your household. Rabbi Akiva says, you're not allowed to maintain him in his household. What does it sound like from this conversation? What does it sound like? that you could maintain an uncircumcised Eved in your household. I says the Gemara, If you purchase an Eved from an Oved I'm purchasing a non-Jewish slave from a non-Jew, from a non-Jew, and now the slave does not want to be circumcised. So I'll say, literally means, I could like negotiate with him, right? I could go back and forth with him for 12 months to try to convince him that he should be circumcised, right? And what's the halacha? If after 12 months, he still refuses to be circumcised, what's the halacha? I have to sell him. I have to sell him. If he refuses, because we'll remember again, this goes back to what we said before, as much as halacha, there are certain elements of, of the certain parts of the process, that can be done against his will, right? You could immerse him for the sake of Abdus against his will. He becomes Jewish effectively against his will. You cannot circumcise him against his will. Salah Lamai say you buy him and he's recalcitrant, right? He doesn't want to get circumcised. So ultimately you can go back and forth for up to twelve months. But after twelve months, if he's not willing to get a brismila, sell him. Sell him, right? So ultimately, the Rabbana says before Rapapa, Kiman, whose opinion does this reflect? The Lok Rabbi Akiva. Not like Rabbi Kiva, because they're both saying Rabbi Akiva said, remember Rabbi Akiva said, In Mekaimin. In Mekaimin sounds like what? 
you cannot keep this Eved at all. At all. In other words, for no amount of time you're permitted to maintain him in your household. When does Rabbi Akiva say that you can't maintain the Eved at all if he's circumcised? When is that? So we'll say, listen to this. Rabbi Akiva holds that even according to Rabbi Akiva, it's okay to have a give it to say, if you purchase an Evan, if you purchase an Evan, Rabbi Akiva says like this, if you purchase an Evan and the Evan says, listen, listen, you're taking me against your will, I still believe in idolatry, I'm not becoming Jewish, I don't want any part of this, no bris milah, no Shabbos, no this, no that, Rabbi Akiva says, listen, you got to sell them off. You can't, you can't maintain them. But even Rabbi Akiva would agree that if you purchase the Eved, and the Eved is willing to enter into a dialogue, let's talk. Let's talk, right? I'm happy to you know, forsake my idolatry and happy to learn more about Yiddishkeit, and I'm happy to discuss the possibility of circumcision. Rabbi Akiva will say, if that's the case, you're permitted to go ahead and maintain him for some amount of time to see if you could con- convince him. But after 12 months, if you cannot convince him, then what does the Allah say? Ultimately, you have to sell him. I said over this whole discussion of Rav Zvid, if that's the case, when we said before Rabbi Akiva set up the case, right, as purchasing, remember again, Rabbi Akiva first interpreted the Pasuk of Vayinafesh ben Amascha. And Rabbi Akiva said, it's talking about a case where what, you bought the Evan right before Shabbos, Lishnile, go ahead and answer this. No, no, you didn't buy him right before. Rather, again, you're in a dialogue. Even Rabbi Akiva would agree that if you're in a dialogue with the Eved, and he's open to possibilities, he's open, right? he's open to discussion, that you can maintain him. Why did Rabbi Akiva give that answer? Rabbi Akiva gave that answer. It was one of two answers. Good. Second wide line. So here's what we have so far. What we seem to have is kind of everyone agreeing with the general idea that Allah if you have an Eved, right? If you have an Eved who is open to possibilities, right? Discussions, theological discussions, brismila discussions, then you can engage in that discussion up to how long? One year, 12 months, right? So again, Allah, as long as the possibility is there, you can engage in that discussion. After 12 months, if the Evid is still unwilling to do it, you have to sell him off. And it sounds like even Rabbi Akiva, who initially said, Ein Mekaimin, which we, which we interpreted to mean, you cannot maintain an Evid like this at all. Even Rabbi Akiva agrees that if he's willing to have discussions, you could have the discussion. The only case that Rabbi Akiva seemed to say you have to sell him off immediately is where the Evid himself was unwilling to enter into any level of dialogue. So listen to this. There is an interesting exception to this. What's the interesting exception? Second wide line. There is one exception of an uncircumcised Evid that you are permitted to go ahead and maintain him. What's that case? Very interesting. Let's say the master purchased the Evet on the condition not to circumcise him. 
that's the case, right? Went ahead and went ahead and, and, and went ahead and bought him with the condition not to circumcise him. Who's having does this reflect? This is not like Rabbi Akiva. The Rabbi Akiva, Amr Eim Mekayimin. Rabbi Akiva is in general you can't make him uncircumcised. That head. Amr Lo Rapa Pafi Lutim Rabbi Akiva. No, give me Rabbi Akiva. Why? Hani Mi Vehecha Delo Asni Bahadei. Ava Hecha Da Asni Asni. So I'll say ultimate Asni Aha Asni. I'll say even Rabbi Akiva will say, listen, if you bought the Eved with a Tnai that is not going to be circumcised, then in Achinami the Tnai works. Even Rabbi Akiva would agree the Tnai works. Amr Av Kana. I said this over from the Rabbi Zivim Narda. But he said to me, "Hachi ki kamer Rabbi Akiva b'lokeach ever beinam shmoshos v'lo hisbek lamolo lishni lehach lishni leha." So we'll say that's the case when Rabbi Akiva gave his interpretation. Right? We'll say once again, going back already to the beginning, when they challenged Rabbi Akiva with the phrase of with the phrase of vayinafesh ben amascha which they indicated to say that you can maintain an uncircumcised Evan. And Rabbi Akiva said, no, that's talking about a case where you purchased them right before Ben Hashemoshos. Don't give that answer. Give this answer. We're talking about an Evan who you bought on the condition that you don't circumcise him. Or give the previous answer. Then Allah you in negotiations. Rabbi Akiva says, Rabbi Akiva ultimately, again, was giving one of two or three different answers. Good. So we'll say, what I'll just point out over here is something very interesting. Well, I'll just point out this. How do we paskin? So we'll say, a lot of really interesting halachas over here. So listen to this. The halacha is, the halacha is, the halacha is as follows. So we'll say, this is, in, so what do we do with the Milo? So we'll get, what do we do with the Milo? So we'll say, are you allowed to maintain an Eved Kenani who does not have a Bris Milo? So listen to this. This is in Hilchos Isirebiya, Perikida Lochates. Listen to this. Ha'eved anilkach mina'akum, ein omrim lo mari ishebas. So this is very interesting. You know, when you purchase an Eved, so as we pointed out before, there's like a quasi-conversion process that's happening. So we'll say, remember, when a convert shows up, right, convert shows up in Beisden, what's the first... Sorry, what's the first thing we say to the convert? What's the first thing we say to him? Right? Before we say to him, you don't want to do this, what do we say? What brought you here? So I will say, the Rambam says, by the way, you don't say that to an Abed. Right? Which makes a lot of, what, what brought you here? Uh, you brought me here. Right? You, you, right? What, what brought me? Oh, I was just in the, I was, I was in the neighborhood. Right? I was in the neighborhood. Right? So, oh, somebody owns me. That, that, that's why I'm here. So the Rambam says, we don't begin the dialogue like that. Rather, Elohim, listen to this. We'll say, what we do ask, this is fascinating. We ask the Evid Kanani, do you have a, are you willing to be an Evid Kanani? We ask him, are you willing to be an Evid Kanani? Or not? Imratza, if he says yes, it's incredible. The Ramam says, This is fascinating. Even an Evid Kanani, when it comes to being an Evid, we say to him, Listen, being an Evid Kanani is not just simply being a servant, right? It's not being an indentured servant. You are entering into Judaism. You're entering in. Are you willing to do this? If he says yes, then ultimately we tell him, just kind of like a convert, we give him basic theological framework. Basic mitzvahs, basic averas, things you know how to do. Umodin also kishemamayim. So we'll say, and then what happens? What happens after that? If he says yes, then what? Then we immerse him. Vimlo rotz the kabel. Now, boss, listen to that. Let's say he says no. 
No, no, I actually don't want to be here. Never. I'm, ha- I'm happy to work. I'm a hard worker, happy to do it. I have absolutely no interest in Judaism. No interest in it. We try for 12 months. For, so for 12 months, for 12 months, we'll go back and forth. See, he wants to be Nebuchadnezzar. They will say, well, what's happening during that 12 months? Don't think like we're sitting around having philosophical conversations. You know, he's working. He's working, right? Or is he still my Eved? But the he's not an Eved Kenani. So for 12 months, we'll go back and forth. If at the end of 12 months, ultimately, again, he does not want to become Jewish, Mochro La'akum. We sell him. We sell him. The Asr Lekaimo Yeser Alkain. And Allah Lamaisa, ultimately, again, we do not go ahead and do any more. So we'll say, see, see, this is really fascinating. You see, for the, which is this fascinating dialectic by the Abdus. While, uh, while on one, so I was saying, now, now by the way, the whole picture makes sense. The whole picture makes sense. Because the only way you become an Evid Kanani is how? How do you become an Evid Kanani? Right? You have to what? Kabbalah's mitzvahs, right? You have to go ahead. There has to be an element of willingness. Right? If you say, if you say, I don't want to be an Evid Kanani, I don't want anything in Judaism, we try for 12 months, and after 12 months, you, you don't want in, we sell you to an we sell you to a non-Jew. If you say you're willing, then there's immersion, right? Then there's bris milah, which I will say now the other end of this process makes sense. That's why upon emancipation, there is immersion, but you don't need what? You don't need what? Kabbalah mitzvos. Why don't you need Kabbalah Salmitzvos? We'll say, why not? Why not? Because you already did it on the front end. So now the whole process makes a lot more sense. There is a Kabbalah Salmitzvos by Avdos. But the Kabbalah's mitzvah is really on the front end when you're first immersed for Avdos. So again, he has to buy in. He has to say, I'm willing to go in. Ka- right? Immersion for the sake of Avdos. With that immersion, there is Kabbalah's mitzvahs, bris milah. Then upon emancipation, another immersion, but no need for additional Kabbalah's mitzvahs. Why? Because that was already done on the front end. Right? So we'll stop over here for today. What's I just want to point out? Great week ahead of us. Incredible, overwhelmingly beautiful sugyas. Yes, Hashem to be continued. Shkoyach. All right, everyone, Zoom, everyone, have a wonderful, wonderful day. Good to see everyone. I'm sorry? Evid can. Evid can.